All of our readings today talk about kings and kingdoms and kingship because today is the feast of Christ, King of the Universe. This is a pretty new feast in church circles. It was established in 1925 by Pope Pius XI. And he said that he was establishing this feast for three reasons, two of which were pretty, had political implications to them. He wanted political leaders to really understand the call to enact legislation with Christian principles. And there was also, he wanted nations to respect the religious needs of people. But the third reason was not political. And it, was, it really reflects what our gospel is getting at today, which is kind of a surprising reading if we're talking about Christ, King of the universe. And it's really about how Christ is to rule in our minds, in our will, and in our hearts, as well as in our bodies. We, of course, invite Christ to rule within our bodies every time we come to gather for the Eucharist. But our, our homily tonight will reflect on those first three, about mind, will, and heart. And um, in this last gasp before the craziness of Christmas starts, this will be a chance to be a little on the reflective side, even if you've started your shopping a moment to calm down and meditate. One member of our graduate student and young professionals group said that whenever he talks here in eastern Tennessee about religion with other people, he asks them about their perspective about truth. Does truth exist? If you think so, how do you find truth? Is that truth the same for everyone? Well, for Christians, the truth exists, and it is definitive. The simple yet complex answer is that our truth is a person, Jesus Christ. In his account of the Passion, John the Evangelist masterfully brings together the simplicity and the complexity of how Jesus Christ is the truth. On one level, Jesus appears to be powerless. He is arrested by armed soldiers. He's sentenced in a rigged trial. He becomes the latest victim crucified by the ruthless Pontius Pilate. But the dramatic irony of John's gospel tells another story. Jesus Christ is the truth. In the presence of Christ, the truth becomes clear. The corruption of the soldiers, the Jewish leaders, and the Roman government comes to light. Pontius Pilate, who tries to portray himself as all-powerful, becomes a fool. Even as he asserts power over the Jews, he shows how desperate he is for their support to stay in the good graces of Rome. As Pilate interrogates Jesus, it is Jesus who remains calm and places Pilate and the world on trial. As Pilate sneeringly asks Jesus if he is a king, Jesus responds with certitude and nobility. Because Pilate does not belong to the truth, 
he looks straight into the eyes of Jesus Christ and asks, what is truth? How ironic. How sad. When Jesus Christ comes at the end of time to judge the world, what will be different than what happened in front of Pontius Pilate? I don't think much will be different at all. In the truth of Jesus Christ, all of our thoughts, motivations, and actions will be made clear. It will be exciting. Christ's kingship will be apparent for all to see. It will be frightening. We'll be forced to face all of our shortcomings and failures. It will be a relief. All the hard work of discipleship will be behind us, and we can enter into the heavenly banquet. Next week, we'll begin the season of Advent once again, anticipating the coming of Christ into our world. The best way to prepare for the coming of Jesus Christ, I think, is to ask ourselves, who is Jesus Christ to me? How can I grow in relationship with Jesus Christ today? Can I grow accustomed to living in the brightness of his truth now so that it won't come as such a shock at the end of time? In John's Gospel, everyone who encounters the truth of Jesus Christ is changed forever. They are changed because they recognize their own failings and because they see the loving power of God. Nicodemus faces his ignorance and becomes one of the disciples who takes Jesus down from the cross. The Samaritan woman at the well faces the failures of her marital relationships and becomes an evangelist to her own people. The woman caught in adultery faces the gravity of her sin and learns the transformative power of God's forgiveness. So who is Jesus Christ to each of us? Can we befriend his truth now, rather than letting it surprise and terrify us on the last day? Pius XI declared this feast of Christ, King of the universe, in order to allow Jesus Christ to reign in our minds, in our wills, and in our hearts. Can we welcome Christ into our minds, wills, and hearts now? Whenever we gather for Mass, Christ is present to us in many ways. He is present to us as the truth in our sacred scriptures, declared, proclaimed from this pulpit. He is present to us in the sacrament of the Eucharist offered at our altar. And he is gathered, present within us, in our gathering in this room. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And the truth will set us free. Come my way, my truth, my life. 
such a way as gives us breath, such a truth as ends all strife, such a life as killeth death. Come, my light, my feast, my strength, such a light as shows a feast, such a feast as men's in length, such a strength as makes his guest. Come, my joy, my love, my heart, such a joy as none can move, such a love as none can part, such a heart as joy.